0: No. Either. Either. Either.
1: Either. Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC live stream, the podcast. This show broadcasts twice a week out of New York City. We are your hosts, Cortez NYC.
2: Carla de Puerto Rico.
1: And on the show, we talk about art, creativity, city life from a Latino perspective. I'm a visual artist,
2: and I'm a singer.
1: This is episode 12, Nemesis. Uh, Today's episode, we have a special guest, Alex Armando Torres. He's an independent filmmaker, uh, producer, photographer, and he will be sharing with us some of his stories about his background, how he got into filmmaking, um, and the creative process.
2: Like always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. And also, a big shout-out to all our followers on Instagram. Thank you for all the support. You can find us over there at Cortes CortesNYC livestream.
1: All right, so... Our guest today is Alex Armando Torres. It's good, Alex. <laughs> hey, guys. How you
2: doing? <laughs> Bienvenido.
1: Gracias. <laughs> <laughs> um so Alex, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, um your background and uh why you're here. Uh my well I was
3: born and raised in New York City, originally in Manhattan. Moved to the Bronx. My family's originally from Puerto Rico. My mom is from Cabo Rojo and my dad is from they say he's from Maya West, but I don't know why they're living in Dorado. So we'll just say Dorado for now. Uh Hopefully I'm here to make people more aware that there are a lot of Latino filmmakers out there, more than people realize, mm-hmm. or just Latino artists, period, really.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us tell us your personal story. Where, uh, How did you develop your creativity?
3: I am one of like way too many kids. Um, I have like seven other siblings, so. Oh wow, uh, that's a big yeah, family. <laughs> it is a big family, yeah. it is a big family. So, you know, I grew up mostly in the Bronx and uh, I went to private school my whole life. And then I went to a military college, got my degree in, uh, in engineering and I don't even use it, which is kind of funny.
0: The,
3: um, <laughs> you know, uh, I think I use those analytical skills, but I don't use actual engineering. Right. And to make, and to make it even funnier, my degree was actually in nautical engineering.
1: Yeah. What is that like? Driving boats? No, designing <laughs>
3: ships. Wow. So, ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So you see those big ships out there? That was that was my
1: major. Oh, there's a school near me. Uh, Maritime? Is it? I think it's. Mar- That's the school I went to. Oh, ah. Oh, nice. Yeah. See. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I went to an open house for my son. That's a different story. We'll get <laughs> yeah. into that in another show. <laughs> but yeah. Well, a lot has
3: changed. I don't. I, a lot has changed between when I went 25 years ago and now.
1: So. So how did that? How did you take that background and begin to evolve into what you're doing now?
3: Ever since I was little, I'm, I'm going to go way back. Yeah, yeah. To the daughter of time. So my my sister could always draw. My older sister could always draw, and I was always like, I don't want to say envious, but I always wish I could draw like her. Right? I don't know. I feel this this need to be creative, but I could never find an outlet. You know, you have other siblings. Everybody is known for something. The oldest, the baby. The smart one. <laughs> I was the, the baby.
0: Uh, yeah, they, the oh,
3: you were. You were the baby. The yeah, one. I was. I was the middle one, so I got lost.
0: <laughs> in, ah.
3: Lost in translation. So it was. It was interesting. Like I was always. There were certain things that I liked. Like my older sisters. You know, they, their penmanship in Catholic school was very, very pretty, and I was like, I want to do that. So I would copy theirs. You know, it was never <laughs> as pretty as theirs, but I would copy it. All right. So I've always had this need to be creative. Um, when I went to Maritime, mm-hmm. I started out as a business major. Oh, okay. Because I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. But two years in, I was like, I hate this. So I looked at the different curriculums, and there was this one that was creative. You know, designing ships meant drawing. And I was yeah. like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So I, you know, I, I got into that. I was, I did it. Um, my GPI actually was a lot higher. So obviously I was meant to be there to do that. It was the probably one of the hardest majors. And considering how few Latinos there were on that campus, uh, for me to, to do that and graduate
1: uh, said a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? that, that's an accomplishment. It's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. So I, of course, I went sailing for a very
3: short time, hated it, (laughs) Uh, you know.
2: Why? (laughs) What happened?
3: (laughs) Well, you know, that's probably another podcast for another day. That's part two. That's
1: your second interview.
3: Yeah. So, but, you know, I kind of realized that being a Latino, being a dark-skinned Latino, being a gay dark-skinned Latino, I was like, what was I thinking going to a military college?
0: -hmm. I was out
3: of my mind, but I'm the kind of person that you know. I guess I don't like people telling me I can't do something, right? Right You know, um, so I did it.
1: Nice.
3: And I graduated, and I loved it. There were things about the school I absolutely loved, but but as a person of color, um, as a person who is not norm to them, right. It was hard. Yeah. It was very hard. It, there were a lot of battles, um, emotional, physical, mental, spiritual, um, but I was determined not to let them break me. So I i was just out of spite.
1: <laughs> succeed out of spite. <laughs> just to succeed, I was like, I'ma prove you wrong. Nice.
3: Um, so I did that, then I sailed. I i, I take it back. I love the sailing part, but but having been pretending for so long, right. And I was like, I don't wanna do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't wanna be in an industry that doesn't accept me,
0: mm-hmm. right.
3: you know, because I have a lot to offer. So I just decided to leave okay. and decided to go down a different path. That path, I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do. You know, my best friend was writing at that time. Um, I was writing for fun, but he was writing because he wanted a career, you know, in filmmaking. And, um, were you already doing photography at this stage? Or I was, so this was what was interesting. I had always taken a lot of photos, and I don't want to like throw my family under the bus, but you know, they kind of be like, Oh my god, why are you wasting so much film? You keep taking so many pictures. Like, do you know how expensive that is?
1: <laughs> and I'm like, But I like taking pictures.
3: <laughs> and they were like, They were like, But it's the same thing. I was like, But they're minor, just. Dis- they're minor differences. Uh-huh. This is like a this is like ten degree different angle. They're like, oh my god, you're wasting film. It's too expensive, you know. Because this was not digital. This was actual
1: film. Mm-hmm. Actual film, yeah. How, how did you get into the photography? Like, or who got you into it? How did you? So my husband. Um, I met him nine years ago,
3: and you know wherever we go, I like to secretly video people. You know, I think it's. I mean, I think it's well, not video then more, but like take photographs candid right um and i would get some really good shots and but it was just like i
1: just we're being recorded right now i hope you know that part yeah 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 i know right (laughs) 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 so he's laughing i know they every every time i walk into a room with his friends
3: they're like make sure his camera's not on (laughs) (laughs) so they were it was actually his friends like within a year of knowing him and taking photos his, act- his friends actually, more than anybody else, encouraged me and said, you have an eye. Why are you not doing this professionally? Nice. And and, and more like out of fear, because I was like, well, I've, I didn't go to school for this. I didn't, you know, those kind of fears kind of like stick in your head. But then a few years ago, I said, let me just do it. So, I mean, I've done a lot of stuff for free. Um, I've worked with uh, a blogger. I've worked with a um, nonprofit in DC.
1: Nice. They had a really great cause. All right, so tell me about that. The not-for-profit? So,
3: yeah, so the not-for-profit is the Sergeant Sullivan Center, and they deal with helping veterans find, um, I guess, answers. Uh, and they deal really with a lot of the veterans coming back from the from the Middle East, from the wars, and all these new diseases. And it's a great organization that really helps uh, them, and I think that they've partnered up with different Nonprofits,
1: profits and you were doing that you were taking portraits of them is that what I, you're doing well
3: no i was actually just at their events oh, just nice. doing just doing you know just working the crowd doing doing um like documenting just working the, yeah just documenting you know the one particular photo that i took is the women's national memorial which sits at arlington cemetery and most people don't realize it's there okay and i did this one particular photo at night with a brand new camera and it just I just got the whole building and it's kind of hard to explain but it's the entire building um, and behind it is JFK's eternal flame nice and then there's a reflecting pool in front so that photo kind of they used it a lot
1: in their literature I believe um, nice so yeah that's that's nice man that's very yeah. nice. I mean I, I like the fact that you're I mean are aside from why you're here, you know, we're discuss you gonna discuss your movie, but that you did things that have a reason, have a purpose. You know, your your creative ventures before that were something that actually was for a cause. I think that's really that's really positive. I mean Thank you. I appreciate that. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Thank All right, you.
1: So, so let's talk while we're here. We're talking about a movie. <laughs> we're talking about, it's a it is a killer movie and it is so it's basically
3: what's in a, a n- nutshell what's the name of it? Nemesis. There you go. <laughs> Three killers
1: lost in the woods.
0: Wow! You can't get any.
3: You can't get any
1: better than that. Wow! What's your yeah. so? What's your role in this movie? What What is that you do? What's your part? I well, because it's
3: a short. Uh, because I'm sorry, not a short film, but because it's an independent film. Yeah. As the executive producer, I wore many hats. Okay. So if the actors needed like a specific kind of food, or like I like literally, I worked with the with all the PAs to go get food. To go get clothing, do the wardrobe, um, do principal photography, because since I do photography, it right. made sense mm-hmm. instead of hiring someone. Well, I will just do it in between, mm-hmm. in between scenes. Um, and I got a lot of great shots from that, and that you'll see on the website, too.
1: How, how long was the production? The production was scheduled for 13
3: days. Wow. Um, wow. And we did it in 12, and... We even started a day late. Wow. So we, Yeah. Our last, our, our, our very last day, we got up at, uh, I think, 5.30 in the morning. We got up at 5, 5.30 every morning and worked about 12-hour days.
1: Nice. You know? So why don't you give us a little bit of the background and how the movie came to be? Who wrote it? How did it, you get involved? What? Yeah. So the writer-director is, again, my best friend, Carl Hogar um also
3: puerto rican and he was challenged he lives in utah with his wife and kids and he was challenged by a good friend of his sana foley who is also in filmmaking and she was like there was this there was was this need to like we need to write a film that's not expensive and she literally threw out the idea take three people and throw them in the woods (laughs) do something with that (laughs) And that's what that that that's what she said. Just do something with three people in the woods. Wow. So he came out. He came up with this idea, this concept of of a and the the. I believe the role was supposed to be written for her. Of a, of a disgraced U.S. marshal who, in order to regain her life, has become a bounty hunter, so she could get money to reclaim her life, and she has to track down the serial killer and she loses him in the wood because she gets into this free car accident she comes across the young la- uh, the young per- it was act- originally written by a young guy who caused the accident and okay. later she finds out that the young guy is actually works as a cleaner you know cleaner like
1: I mean like no, in- I don't want you to spoil the, the, the yeah. you know the
0: plot
1: but I get it it's 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 a it's a Yeah let's a- cut that out we <laughs> don't want people to know that part <laughs> but it's a it's a thriller it's a thriller I'm, it's a thriller is what other elements are what other genres are, are in the it's a thriller it's a crime horror. it's a. it's it's you know
3: what we actually won an award for best horror which i was a little bit surprised because it's not horror it's what? it's it's just straight up thriller
1: what do you what do you
3: think made it horror The way they horribly die. (laughs) Uh, Spoilers also?
0: (laughs) Oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm
3: sorry. Scratch that too, can't have that either. Um, I mean, there's some pretty horrible things in there, let's just say that.
1: Okay, what are your best memories of this production, let's say? I mean, it sounds like it was something quick. Well, this was a very unique situation. Um, So, in order to keep the budget
3: super, super tight, I had to get everyone to stay together. Imagine a house with 11 strangers
1: mm-hmm. uh, this sounds like another plot <laughs> yeah, uh,
3: we, we, we actually joked around like this sounds like this sounds like there's gonna be a horror movie in this because we rented an old farmhouse like way upstate like probably 20 minutes south of uh, Montreal okay but, on, but the New York side and the farmhouse, it was cute on the outside, but when you go inside, there were a few things about it that was a little freaky and creepy. Uh, like the door to the basement was locked. There was a hole in the kitchen ceiling, but lo- if you lo-
1: Who locks who- a basement? Why do you need to lock
0: a basement? I don't know,
1: <laughs> I don't know. There
3: was a room to the side that looked like something out of Silence of the Lambs. Uh, the people were super nice who rented to us, but you know what? It was a really great experience. And I think that we all gelled perfectly you know that's everybody good. got along really really well
1: oh. um well i'm sure in a small production you have to you got no choice yeah. part of it is yeah. you you have to right like
3: yeah i don't mean and there were a few times where some feathers were getting ruffled and my job was to smooth out those mm-hmm. feathers
1: i get i get the impression that you're good at that that you're good at uh, at reading people during my day job that's what i do
0: yeah <laughs> i get the impression Yeah,
3: i deal with a lot of uh sick people. My day job is, you know, I work in a pharmacy, so there's a lot of sick people. So I have to know, I have to understand, (laughs) you know, I have to be empathic, sympathetic Mm -hmm. and, and, and put them before everything else. So it's for me, I I thank my mom for that because my mom taught me from an early age, be quiet watch and observe and you'll learn you'll learn a lot more than talking. Yeah.
2: My mom told me the same thing. Yeah, she's yeah. 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 See yeah. Puerto
3: Rican mothers. <laughs> there I guess, you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. You know? And if you do that you lo- you learn more. Uh-huh. You learn a lot more. So,
1: so. I, I think right there you you kinda of brought up a good um skill set that you should have or you recommend to have I would recommend to have if you're gonna be in, in your shoes. What other skill do you think somebody that would want to fill your shoes would have to have? A strong backbone you know
3: what it it, it, working with your best friend poses its own challenges Mm, yeah Uh, you have ego um, you know there's the creative side yeah but we worked really really well together on this you know it was it was a matter of checking myself and making sure that I understood my role and my role was not to direct because I had directed one of his short films mm. and did well on it. So I had to keep my ego and be like, okay, this is not my, this is not my show right now.
1: Don't be the nemesis now. Don't be the nemesis. Don't be the nemesis.
3: <laughs> but I was, like, I, gotta, I was like, okay, I'm here to support the writer-director, the actors, the crew, and make sure that we all work well together.
1: That's great. That's really good. So you, you were telling us uh, when we were having a conversation before we started recording about uh, another production that you worked on what was this early one that you worked on
3: well there were two earlier ones I worked on uh, the first one which is from 2004 was heroes Heroes, and that was okay. a and that was a sci-fi one um, I really enjoyed working on that uh, it was my first time producing did not know anything about it and uh, but I learned quickly and we got some really good we, we got some really good people in it Okay. And it, it turned out to be a nice, a nice first-time short film.
1: Uh, it was, uh, it was sci-fi. On just give me a little idea of what level of sci-fi, like special effects and everything, or not special effects, that, because again, this was low budget, right? But it was
3: sci-fi with the, with the, uh, with the thought. The story, you know, like the story. I the got. Story. Got you. Right. Got you. Got you. Yeah.
1: Okay. Because that's difficult. So. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I know a lot of small productions would rather choose to do either a crime or a drama mm-hmm. than a sci fi. Sci fi is a difficult challenge, it's very challenging.
3: Well, we were, you know, what we did was we created the illusion of special effects. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm actually very, even though it wasn't like the best short film ever, I'm very proud of it because it was my <laughs> it's, first it's, one. <laughs> it was yours,
1: man. You got to say it's the best until you died. It was the best. I know. It was, it was, it will, it will always be
3: a great short film to me because it was a learning experience and I got to meet some really good people. Um, and some of them went up to do really great, amazing things.
1: So, you know, yeah, we spoke about that on a previous podcast. We spoke about how some projects are learning lessons yeah. and, and you don't value them. Don't value your projects just on the finished product. Sometimes it's the process that is the value of that project. Um, Absolutely. It is what it is, right?
3: Absolutely. So, and I would say from each project, I've learned exponentially what to do, what not to do, and it's amazing. You learn all those lessons, and then you make all
1: new one, all new
3: mistakes. (laughs) "Ah!" (laughs) Yeah.
1: So so tell me about uh, the second one. What was the other one that you were going to tell us about? The
3: second one was I, so at the time that we did the first one, I was living in Virginia.
1: Okay. Mm.
3: And about five years ago, I was offered a job here in New York. So I said, well, I would only go to New York if I could pursue my passion, and that was photography and filmmaking. So I came to New York, and uh, I live in, in northern Westchester. So there's some classes at Jacob Burns. So I took that, and I said, if I'm going to do a student film, I want it to be good enough to enter into festivals. I just don't want to just do a student film and go, okay, what do I do next? Yeah. Like, let's see how far I could take this. I did, the, I did the short, entered it into like... 200 festivals and got accepted into about 50. Nice. So it was like one in and one, one and four. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't bad.
1: Um, what was the title? Uh, Darker. Darker. Darker.
0: OK.
3: Yeah. And they had a little bit of brujería, santería mixed in that. What? again, Again, <laughs> again, low budget, you give the illusion right. of special effects. So that one I really, really like because uh, the lead is Puerto Rican. Okay. You know, he was a real champ, he did he did a really great job. He had the perfect look oh. for this character, you know? And at the end, he did a great job of being possessed by this... Well, you'll see.
0: <laughs> Spoilers! I, can, I don't know
3: how to keep my mouth
0: quiet about these damn things.
3: <laughs> you just gotta see it, it's good, it's good. And it's, it's very creepy.
1: Okay.
3: Um, it's very, very creepy. Okay, uh, that's darker. So, Darker. It's darker. And we, a- actually, we are thinking about reshooting it. Mm. I really liked the short, and I'm trying to do it as a full-length feature. Okay. And since it won a lot of awards, and you know, it was all over the place, I ha- you know, I I would really like to see it. And now that the more that I keep going, I would really like to see more Latinos, more people of color, and more women. And I would like to change the roles to make them one was a male one was a female but to make them both women
1: okay Mm.
3: one latina and one not and really play on on that and i actually went so far as to already talk to the writer and the two actors that i want
1: nice
3: to to redo it because i feel like this could be a really good low budget thriller Mm. that would just scare (laughs)
1: You know, the crap
3: out of everyone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know. Um, All right. So, with a couple of minutes that we have left in this portion here, um, what is the goal for Nemesis? So, where are we right now with the movie? And so, so Nemesis is complete.
3: Okay. Um, It is currently it's completed with the editing. It's currently in post production. Um, uh, The post production process is just as expensive as the production. Wow. Okay
1: so um for, for people who don't know about post-production just quickly what what are what is those steps is it
3: uh, so you're looking at editing sound uh special effects mm. and coloring um looking for a sales agent uh in post-production you would also have the 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 fees for mm. um for uh, film festivals Right. You know, if you want to get it out there and you want people to know,
1: yeah, you got. If you it, have a
3: sales yeah. agent, it makes it a lot easier to get into festivals because they already know people. Right. To give you an example, darker cost me thousand uh, dollars, but because everyone did such a great job, I gave bonuses, so it was fifteen hundred. Hmm. The submission fees for darker into two hundred festivals was about six thousand, wow. and that was a short film. Hmm. Wow. So feature length films are a little bit more expensive. So, I mean, we're talking post-production can run us anywhere from 50 to 100,000.
0: Wow. Well,
1: right now, would you want to do with Nemesis is what you want to get it where? I want to get it out to the market. I want to get it out to film festivals. I want
3: to get it out on TV if possible, in a movie theater, even if it's smaller theaters, to build a following. I want people to start following us to go, "Oh, I remember. I started following him from when he first did Heroes and then Darker and then this." And keep that following you know George John Waters has a following right uh Steven Spielberg has a following right right uh, Quentin Tarantino has a following well Alex Armando Torres <laughs> <wants a following>. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, definitely yeah definitely so all right um Netflix man you got to be on Netflix that's where you got to be Wait, well that's what you know we're, we're <laughs> researching that we're researching that too. that's where you got to be all right so um Alex tell us if they want to see more about the movie about Nemesis or more about you where can they find you so you can find Nemesis at
3: www.nemesis-thriller-film. Okay. Uh, specifically for that, you can go to our uh, Twitter page, which is Nemesis spelled N-E-M-E-S-I-S underscore film. Okay. Uh, on Instagram, Arawak underscore films. Arawak A-R-A-W-A-K because you know Puerto Ricans are what? Not you <laughs> know we're really Arawak <laughs> Indians. So look you know the name of the tribe is Arawak second second chapter yeah (laughs)
0: alright
3: get that education going anyway (laughs) alright cool thank you you're welcome
1: alright culture talk
2: yeah my favorite part of this this time you're not gonna just Sit down and relax. <laughs> you're going to work.
1: Because we have we're a guest. <laughs> we have a guest here. We have Alex here. Um, Alex, we were just talking a little bit about some of your background, um, you know, mm-hmm. you're Puerto Rican and New Yorker, obviously also, right? Yep. You have a New yep. York background as well. Um, but so how, how has your cultural background influenced elements of your work now? I mean, you were talking about your logo and your company. Tell us a little bit right. about that um so the
3: name of my company which i created uh back in 2004 it was originally called arawak entertainment and i changed it to arawak Films so people would know that it was film related Mm because entertainment sounded i don't know it sounded a little weird so i changed it to arawak films a few years ago one of my best friends is dominican and she's been a very strong influence as far as educating me and not me just taking her word for it, but for, for me to do my own research. Right. So in researching my own culture, you know, I came to learn certain things like, you know, a lot of Puerto Ricans refer to, to, to themselves as Taino Indians. And I go, but that's not really our name. What? Mm-hmm. Right? No, but that's what I said. Like, I'm reading this. He's still the spoilers. Wait. He's got all the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> We're not really Taino. You know, what? that was the name that Christopher Columbus gave the people Uh, on puerto rico when he landed there right so i was like so what are we really called Hmm. what was the name of the people there and they were called they were it was a tribe called arawak and the arawaks kind of and and having lived out outside of dc for about 20 years there's a the museum of um of native Native american history and you will go up there and they have this wall and they have all the tribes the names of all the tribes and in one of those tribes is Arawak. Because wow. even though we were part of, even though we were in the Caribbean Ocean, mm-hmm. the Arawaks actually were along the coast
0: huh. of
3: Florida, mm. around the Panhandle, even in, like beginning along the coast, like going down Mexico. I, I know you and can't. And also, and some of those islands.
1: I know you can't see it right Oregon. now, but Car- Carla's Crush, she's crossing on all her Taíno. I love Taínos <laughs> stickers that she has. I'm not Taino she's got anymore. a
3: little. She's got a little
1: tear coming down her eye as you're talking.
3: But, but <laughs> I, I, always tell people it's it's important to do your own research. Yeah. Taíno, Arawak, whatever. We're Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean.
2: But that is really interesting. Yeah. And yeah. I guess that's why because sometimes I get like, oh, are you Mexican? And I I am really like India, looking. Yeah. So yeah. I think that maybe that's the relationship in between, um, like, how we look similar to Mexicans in some yeah. ways.
3: Well, and that and that, that has to do with that native influence. Mm-hmm. So my mom had very high cheekbones. She was very bronzed, um, you know, but she had green eyes, you wow. know. So, yeah. So and her whole family, all her siblings were either green or blue eyed. I got brown.
0: Mm. So, thank you, Dad. <laughs>
3: um, but, but you know, she would always say, oh, you know, um, you know, we're Indian, right? And I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know anything. Uh-huh. I was like, my parents raised me to be more American, so how was I supposed to know this mm-hmm. if they weren't teaching this in school, if they weren't teaching other cultures mm-hmm. except the European culture that came here? So, right. it, was, it wasn't until I got to college and I met this woman, uh, Jocasta, and she's Dominican, she became one of my best friends and she was instrumental in me researching things. Like she, I would just She's your minister yeah.
1: of information. Yes she is. Yes she
3: is. I, I just kept learning and kept getting more and more interested. And the more I learned, the more proud I became of our culture.
1: Well you you were showing me your logo. I mean your logo looks great. Oh, yeah. It's it's actually Carl, like, did you see it? Yeah, um, yeah, saw I saw it. it. Yeah. No, it's uh-huh. very very, very cool
3: thank you and so I went onto to this website called 99designs and if you're under like a budget you they basically you say hey I'm gonna give you like 500 bucks and you get all these people from all over the world to compete to design what your logo oh, cool. or your website or whatever so I went on this on there and this one guy from Italy won the bid because you know I was trying to explain to him you know I'm a mama's boy my mother passed away 17 years ago I want to Wherever I go, I I always want to keep her with me. Right. So I said, I need something that when I see it, I will never forget her and a lot of people were coming up with designs of like native americans and indian and this this was at the time that the whole redskins thing was going on and i was like i was like uh let's let's not let's not touch this i was like let's not do an indian head i don't want to offend people you're you're trying to do a good thing
1: and you're gonna end up (laughs) offending somebody
3: right so i was like i want to pay a tribute to to my people to my mother and it was funny because i was thinking of them Mm-hmm. And what he came back was basically a film strip in red and a feather with its reflection. And uh, it's nice. And I and I loved it. Yeah. And I was like, "This is great. It's elegant. It's... it's
1: a very elegant logo."
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I said, "Explain it to me. Why why the feather?" He goes, "Well, the feather for Native American, which also represents your mom, but it also represents you because you're a writer."
1: Yeah, that's great. I was
3: like, oh, I wasn't even thinking of me. I was thinking of (laughs) Beth.
0: You're like, oh, sold. I
3: was like, he had me sold. And then he did this really cool animation, like 10 second animation that when I show people, they're like, this looks like a real film company. I was like, that's right. Like when I would see things like um, MGM with the lion or or Viacom, all those, they would have like a 10, 15 second Mm -hmm. intro. They would always get me excited. I was like, oh, my God, this movie's about to
1: start. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, like New Line Cinema, DreamWorks, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they have, you know, the Little Boy. That's all great. And I thought, oh, my God, I want my own. Nice. Like, I want my own. And he created it. Yeah. He created the uh, the logo and he created the 10 second intro video.
1: Very which, nice. So very I'm very nice. proud of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very nice. Very nice. I like that. Let's talk about your background um, and how it applies to being a filmmaker. Like, what are your challenges that you've come across? What are the things being that you've Latino, seen? Being
2: a Latino, being a Puerto Rican.
3: You know, uh, I will say this. I think it's it's kind of like a lot of different swords coming at me. One, I've not, I didn't go to school for this. I don't have connections. All I have is ambition and raw talent. Okay. So, I, uh, you know, when people meet me, uh, I think, Think their first thing is like, oh, he's not a real filmmaker, mm. but anyone can be a filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, look at Sean Baker with Tangerine, an iPhone, bam, done, <laughs> great. Everyone's talking about it.
1: Uh, he's. A, I actually like like his movies, Tangerine. Yeah. The other one was and, it on F- um, Florida yeah. the Florida Project or the Florida which Project, which was really good. Yeah. I, I just saw that a few weeks ago. It was really good.
0: Yeah.
3: And uh, but you know, when we talk about filmmakers, I think people don't realize that what was filmmakers. 20 years ago, 30 years ago,
2: it's not the same. It's not anymore. No. Yeah. It's not anymore. Mm-hmm.
3: Anybody with an imagination and the will to see it come to fruition is a filmmaker. Correct. There was a particular person I met, a filmmaker. We would have conversations, and I could always see them like getting bored when I would start talking about things, mm. unless I would talk to them about their stuff. Right. Um, and then one day, something I did caught their eye. And I think, and, and what I realized in that moment was they underestimated me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh-huh. yeah. Oh, that's what it was. I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. They now see me as what I have always seen myself as, mm-hmm. as a creative person, you know, a filmmaker.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, we, we were talking briefly about, you know, the idea of maybe swapping mm-hmm. genders in one of your earlier productions. So if you redid it, you'd want to yeah. swap the genders. Um, and also you, more, Latinos. You, more Latinos present and visible. Uh, tell me yeah. a little bit about that. I mean, I, how do you feel about, about the state of uh, films right now? And, and what do you want to contribute to it?
3: Uh, there are definitely a lot of things that can be done still. Okay. I, 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 so I actually was invited to a film festival, a film festival by a friend of mine. And it was the Athena Film Festival. I got to see, um, Battle of the Sexes and it was with, um, Billie Jean King. Aha! I remember it took me a second. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like the tennis player, Billie Jean King. She's an amazing speaker, effortless, real. And the point is that when I went to this film festival, it's a, it's a film festival for women by women, you know, there were a lot of white women with films, a lot of black women with films and like, I think, one latina film eh. and i thought wow we still have you know we yeah. still have such a long way to come um and not and you know but anyway but even being there it opened me up to the fact that there are so many voices and it's the same story but being told from a different perspective which makes it so interesting
1: yeah okay um how do you feel about this you know the movement of like changing it from Latino Latina to Latin X
3: I didn't even know that that was a thing yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so it's I, ad-
3: I, I kind of like I kind of like Latino yeah um,
1: like the idea is to make it genderless right yeah, so you take to make away it
0: genderless. yeah
2: because um, of uh, for transgenders or
1: for all yeah Oh,
2: for, it's, it's basically to use the word so it's not masculine so we can include everybody with just exactly. one term it's inclusive so you can do you can use well, latinx
3: all right now to throw uh, it's, to com- make it it's even complicated more, <laughs> to make it even more complicated when people hear the word latino again i'm not a professor but when they hear the word <laughs> latino they immediately think of hispanics yeah right exactly. and the problem is that latinos are not just Spanish descent. Mm -hmm. They are also Italians. They are also Romanians. They are also Portuguese, and they are Spanish because it's based on, you know, the whole Latino was based on the whole Latin language. And if there's five different cultures speaking a Latin language, then we're all technically Latino. So how does the the rest of the Latinos feel who probably Uh, don't want to be called Latino? Uh I know.
1: I know. I know. Yeah.
3: You know, in the LGBT community, I think you have to ask that individual person. In, in fact, this is what we do in the LGBT community. You ask that person, what is your preferred pronoun? Okay. I, I think it's important to that we not create a blanket that wipes away our individuality. If I want to be called a Latino, that's great. If my friends don't want to be known as Hispanic, that's okay, right? You know, you have to learn where the where the history of these words come from. And you have to ask people, well, what is your preferred okay pronoun? Yeah, and yeah, for yeah. me,
1: It's Latino, Latino American. I I don't know if it's my, I don't know if it's generational also because for, I don't know if it's too late for me to start picking up on new phrases and new things, you know.
2: I think it is generational and I think it's the new generation um, that they're using more the term Latinx, but I think it comes also from the whole feminist movement and everything. I think everything is influencing every, every movement that is growing right now is influencing each other.
3: Yeah and, I, and I, I do think that it's good to ask these questions mm-hmm. because if we don't ask them then we never know and we, we we then tend to marginalize people right and it's good that we do ask these questions
2: mm-hmm. so so I want to know I know that you participated in the Latino film festival in the Latino short film festival uh, this was the only Latino film festival you participated and how did you felt participating in this kind of environment
3: this for me was personally the best film festival that i was in not only was in but that i actually attended i was pleasantly surprised and shocked that it was so packed Mm. like to me i was like oh thank god (laughs) because i've been to a festival where i've accepted and it was local and there were like five people in the audience and i was just Mm. like oh my god this is so you know there's not a lot of latino film festivals but like in new york there really weren't a lot Yeah. You know, HBO has a Latino Film Festival, which I went to last year, which was great. But this particular festival for me was great because, was the best because it was my first time Mm. going. Mm -hmm. And for me to be surrounded by so many different Latinos, and not just Latinos, but Latinos of different color, which I think often gets ignored. You always, and and I'm not, again, not trying to get political, but you always (laughs) see the light-skinned Latinos on, you know, Univision or Mm -hmm. Telemundo, and I'm like, where are those dark Cubans and them dark Puerto Ricans mm-hmm. and them Panamanians, where are they? You uh-huh. know, and you don't really see them. Yeah. And I got up and I remember as the director and I got up there, you know, they did the Q&A afterwards. I just listened to everybody. Yeah. And I was like, this is great. I, Even though I didn't cry inside, I was like, oh my God. I think, <laughs> I think this is like way emotional because there was one um, director there, Moran, who uh, did Let's Play Dead Girl. Okay one of my friends was in the audience. Uh, He's actually part of that Sergeant Sullivan Center I told you about. And he asked a question that when I first heard him ask the question, I was like, oh, no, he didn't ask that question. Because it was a question based on, you know, did you purposely choose, you know, a young black Latina to play this role versus Uh... the white girl? And he got emotional, which got me emotional. And he was like, yes, because I wanted to show Mm -hmm. the young black latina as the good one and he put her in a white dress right you know because he wanted to show that her skin color really had no meaning you know and the white dress represented her goodness and the other ones were wearing dark clothes Yeah, yeah, yeah um so that was and and it also was interesting because he did such a great job and there were so many other great short films there that i felt honored to be among them yeah. I really felt like wow yeah. yeah like I think I made it <laughs> even though I'm not in Hollywood but like this was like an acknowledgement that like I'm good enough to be showcased with other great films that are by Latinos yeah. and it was a really it was a moment of, of, of pride
1: yeah yeah. you I, know I think it's nice to I mean we went last year uh, to this so, so for people listening this is uh, Danny Hastings put together the latino short film festival yeah right new york yep. latino short film festival i'm not yep. sure if that's its full title but so i mean we we did it last year i put a short film in and yeah it was really exciting to be you felt like you were in your own community and with amongst your peers you know um that element of it mm-hmm. you know you don't get to see
2: and the movies were awesome yeah i yeah. wasn't expecting the, uh, the quality of yeah. the movies it was another and, yeah. and, it,
1: and so many different backgrounds were being represented because yeah. you had Latinos from all around from yeah. er, all backgrounds it was just
3: everything yeah.
2: it was crazy
1: yeah, yeah it was it, it really is good
2: okay and then one last question what advice can you offer to other Latino filmmakers
3: uh huh you know what with, with, with technology being the way it is you don't need a lot of money you just need a great idea excellent um Yep. And I would say, take your iPhone, take your Android, and just do, start doing things, start networking. There are a lot of resources out there, Yeah, you yeah. know? So, but keep, keep your mind open. Save. Oh, wait, that's very important. For young Latinos, save, 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 save. Mm-hmm. That is so important because had I saved money when I was younger... I could have fulfilled a lot more of my dreams at an earlier age and been a lot further ahead. Wow! I don't have any. I don't have any regrets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, that's that's like spilt milk. But save, I've be frugal. Never it's okay.
2: <laughs> I've, never, frugal. I've never
1: heard that advice.
3: Save your money that's because excellent. if you have a, if you have, if you're dreaming, one day you're gonna be able to take that money and turn and make that dream come true. hmm
0: right. You know. All right. Let's
1: end it with that. That's beautiful.
0: Thank,
1: Thank you. Thank you. You wanted me to teach you, right? Hablando Español. Yes. You ready, Carla?
2: Yes, we're ready.
1: And now we have a guest. We have Alex here. Yes. Wait, no, not just Alex. Alex, give me your full name. Alex Armando Torres. What? Alex, what?
2: Alex Armando Torres. Él el sabe hablar
1: Español. Sí. Seguro.
2: Sí.
1: Un ching. Un ching. <laughs> <laughs> he knows, he knows.
2: <laughs> Vamos a ver. Um, the first word is... Filmmaker, and it means cineasta. What?
1: (laughs) What? Filmmaker is what?
2: Cineasta. I never even... Cineasta?
1: Cineasta?
2: Cineasta. 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 There
1: you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, you got All right. it. All right. Oh, my. I never, yo, I've never, I've never had I'm to i going to have word. to go back to school and learn. <laughs> Cineasta. It is right? a
3: weird word. Though. Cineasta. Okay.
1: Next
2: one. Uh, next one, photography, which means fotografía.
3: Oh, that's, a, that, that one I knew. Fotografía. There yeah. you go. All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. one I know.
2: Um, next one is poetry, which means, oh, yeah.
3: Uh, Po, po wait. I know like poem is poema.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So poesia.
3: Po po wait? Poe Po <laughs> poesia? yeah. Poesia. Poesia. Yeah, yeah.
2: sí. Okay. Poesía. 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 <laughs> okay um, Almost sounds like policy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next one is uh thriller. Which means Thriller. Suspenso.
1: Thriller. Suspenso. Suspe- suspenso. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Suspense. 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 Suspense, yeah. Suspense.
2: Yeah, because yeah. it's a little more Okay. Okay. Sorry, got it. <laughs> the next one <laughs> is um plot, which means drama. What? Drama? Yeah. Plot? Plot, plot? means drama. See. Sí. Drama. 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 Oh, drama. hmm with,
1: with a drama. T.
3: Yeah. But
1: not with a D, drama. Yeah, yeah, drama. I never. Again, I'm always learning stuff here. That's
2: good. Mm-hmm. You never had to use it in, no. in Spanish. All right. Okay. Um, the next one is writer, which means escritor.
1: Escritor.
2: Yeah. Escritor.
1: I'm sure you knew that one. Come on, Alex. Maybe. <laughs> I know it's on your business card. Come on. Let's
2: see this one. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is um, director. Do you know that
3: one? Uh, oh, that one I know. Director. Okay. Very good.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> you know that one out of the park.
2: <laughs> Next one is um, production.
1: Uh, producción. Yeah. yeah. Now you're talking his language, Ooh. you see? Now you're talking his language. This is his okay. world now.
2: Let's see this one. Catalyst? <laughs> um, catalyst? Catalyst? Catalyst?
1: I don't know. Oh, wait. Hold
3: on. Uh, uh, I want to say like, hold on. Let me take a guess. Okay. Uh, c- c- cata, cata,
2: catalista? almost there catalizador
3: catalizador because I remember that word from a few months ago when we were. I was talking to my friend
0: uh, and I
3: was like how do you say this word how do you say catalyst?" and she told me so I, rem- I kind of remembered it yeah. catalizador I never catalizador. heard this word either
1: catalizador Jesus Christ
2: yeah and I guess the next one will be and the last one that I have and nemesis
1: Nemesis. Aha. Can I use? <laughs> may I use Alexa on that one?
3: <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I think I think, according to Google Translate, it was Justicia. Justicia? <laughs> justicia. <laughs> justicia. Justicia.
2: Justicia.
0: There yes. you go. There, there you,
1: you go.
3: But also,
2: go. um, is Nemesis? If you're talking about the name of the goddess, is Nemesis? Inspired.
1: Nemesis, which is yeah. pretty much the it's same. Results,
2: yeah. It's pretty yeah. So, ne-
1: but that's great. Nemesis, Justicia. I would have never guessed that. Me I would have been stumped.
2: Mm-hmm. I Me was too.
1: stumped. I was like, oh, because I expected it to be the same, because it, because the script is based on yeah. yeah the goddess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. So, that's do you have one? Cool. Do you have one to stump Carla? uh
3: I find animals are always the hardest ones. Go uh... for it. Go for it. So, rhinoceros.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, esa se. You said, you said. <laughs> wait, wait, wait.
1: <laughs> she, you should have seen her face. She was like, uh.
2: <laughs> but you said, say it again.
1: Rhinoceros.
2: Yeah, yo esa. Ah.
1: Because
2: it was in the
3: news. It was in the news. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it was Murió the last one ultima. that just... Uh, all right, she got me on that one. All right, all mm.
3: right. Uh, Let me think of another.
1: Well, oh, okay, so this is something interesting that I, I never thought of. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know. Um, film, right? Film, film, what... It, how do you say film in, in Spanish?
2: ¿Es filme o película. Película, de... well, it, Pero película, película, es película is a
1: movie.
3: Pelicula is movie,
2: isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, pelicula is movie. Yeah. But I think film is filme. Filme. Yeah, you are right. Did you Google that one? I Google yeah. film, it gives me pelicula, but, but it's not has, saying film, the life. actual material film. Ah. No, yeah. Oh, filme.
2: Filme, C- La cinta.
1: Cinta. La cinta. cinta is like tape.
2: Because it can be used in yeah. different ways, I guess. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Because
2: right. you guys were saying when you take pictures back in the day, you call that a film? Yeah. So yep. I guess that's the cinta of the camera cinta. and then the yeah. filme of a film. Right. All right.
1: All right, I think. All right, cool. I think we got it. I think that's yeah. it. You're off the hook, Carla. You got off the hook easy this time. Uh. <laughs> she, she, she knew that one. I couldn't, I couldn't stump her. <laughs> All right, so Alex, this will close it with this. Um, thanks for being on.
3: No, thank, guys, it was a pleasure. It was enjoyable. This was my first podcast. Thank you so much. Oh, I
1: enjoyed it.
2: Oh, nice, look yeah. at
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> um, good luck with all your projects. We're definitely going to stay you. in touch. Um, very Absolutely. interesting background and, and your story. I mean, it was, you know, when I'm glad when you sent me some of your notes of, of you know, explaining your background. Uh, it was, I was just pleasantly surprised. It was interesting. So, thank you. uh, Thank you. I appreciate it. Carla, it was a pleasure.
0: Same. (laughs) All
1: right. All right, Alex. And also, so if anybody wants to know more about you, where can they find that? So, for
3: on Instagram, it's Arawak underscore films, and Arawak is spelled A R A W A K. For my photography, it's Alex underscore Armando underscore Torres. And then for Twitter, it is ALX Nazario, which is a tribute to my father's family for my photography. And then for the film, it's Nemesis underscore film or Arawak underscore films. Cool. All right. Thank you. you. All
1: right. Thank you. All right. So that concludes another episode. Uh, Next episode is episode 13 Black Book Artistry. Uh, It's going to be a one-on-one session, myself and Nover GWB, graffiti artist from New York. Uh, We're going to be discussing all the things we love about black book art. And we have a short list of 10 black book artists found online that we think you guys should know about.
0: So stay tuned.